stories, teachings, and guidance. Welcome to the Women's Moon Wisdom Podcast with your host, Rebecca Rankin. All right, welcome back to another episode of Women's Moon Wisdom Podcast. I am so excited because today we have a beautiful, wonderful guest with us, Arya Everts. Arya is a, an expert in transforming the lives of conscious leadership through spiritually integrated coaching. We're going to have a conversation about ritual and what that looks like in our day-to-day lives and, and how that can show up and how we can lean into more ritual as a way of just putting more purpose into our days and leading from a more mindful place while we're here on this earth. So Arya, tell us first just a little bit about your path, what brought you into spiritually integrated coaching, what that path has looked like and how kind of ritual has been woven into your journey for me it's been a journey (laughs) and um i certainly have not always been someone who has practiced rituals i uh, grew up evangelical christian and in that process there's a lot of beauty and um, strength there in those teachings and um, in my particular tradition there wasn't like really a lot of ritual wasn't really something that came into the mix and then um, as i journeyed on i got deep into activism and then uh, kind of identified as an atheist for a while and like any sort of ritual was really really distant during that period as well and um, I share a little bit about like those chapters of my journey just for folks to know that, um, uh, you know, part of my background and part of my story and kind of where, where I've come from and how I am where I now am. And um, so then as I began to explore and get curious about like what, what was a spiritual path that was authentic for me and how um, how was I relating with that part of myself? Um, then there was this kind of way that ritual started to organically show up just um, through different communities I was a part of, different women's communities and different uh, programs and, and things that I was studying. And so it really emerged for me in this very, like, I'll put it this way, had I seen it coming, I wouldn't have jumped on the boat, you know, like, I would have, like, run the other way, Um, probably, because I was real, I was skeptical, I was, like, very skeptical about um, anything that um, might be inauthentic for my path at that time, Mm -hmm. so it sort of snuck in, (laughs) rituals, Yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't something I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. So for you, like what what does define ritual for you? And and what does that look like for you? Yeah, so for me, a ritual is very, very simple. It's a space that I create with an opening and a closing. And in between is a component of sacred space. And I use that term sacred space to describe what for me is like often connecting with my heart, 
you know, connecting maybe with an intention or a prayer of some kind, um, and, and and connecting with uh, with my higher power, with spirit in that space, and um, and or you know, guides or my higher self, you know, kind of whatever is coming in in that moment. And in that space between the opening and the closing of the ritual is this amazing, playful space of creativity. And that to me is one of the really beautiful things about having practices um, such as rituals or any sort of daily spiritual practice where we get to really feel into like, wants to happen in this moment to express this part of myself this part of my heart that's you know intending or praying whatever it may be what about you Rebecca? <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts on this one too <laughs> well, and I think that like the the way you phrased it is is perfect in that there's this this opening and closing and then you have kind of this this journey that happens between those two bookends and what happens in there is yeah is this place of creativity it's in a way having that set container in a way that beginning the end the the opening the closing it offers yeah this this space in your day to be really intentional like with like yeah what wants to come through what creativity like what thoughts am I bringing earth side and for me it's really woven into just like intentionality because it's it's easy to I think go out throughout your day and great way to phrase it is like life happening to you through ritual you have this opportunity to you know work with life right you have this like space that you hold this is my time to to really weave in intention and in a way that I can play with the, the outcome more. Mm. Kind of like making life more like a relationship. Yeah. yeah co-creative in yes. that way. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, love that. And yet, like you said, like having that opening and closing, right? So that you have this time, kind of designated opportunity to see what comes through to connect to you know whatever it is that you're aligning to in that particular spiritual practice but the idea is that like it is done so as a way to kind of harness that energy to like really Mm -hmm. feel into it and create this really sacred moment in time within Mm -hmm. your day yeah and there's like a focusing in you know in the between the chapter bookends as as you said Mm -hmm. it's like there there becomes like an ability to um, align and focus in, you know, what what it is that you intend to create or or receive or whatever it may be. So with this idea of of ritual being, we will say, like loosely defined as this sacred moment in time ha- has a beginning, a middle portion, and an end, kind of this mm-hmm. trajectory, this arc that makes it into this like the sacred sacred spiritual practice in your day like what would be an ex- like what would be examples for you in your life yeah so in my life like I have a, a morning ritual that um, I can describe um, to just you know kind of maybe get wheels of creativity turning for others and um, so I uh, have a, a space in my home that has an altar and so that's, you know, can can be a component of a ritual, can be like creating an altar, it doesn't have to be. But for me, having 
like visual representations and different significant objects helps me kind of find my center and find and like drop into that space. And so in the mornings I'll go and sit um, at my altar and the very first thing that I do is sort of the opening declaration of like I'm here is to light the candle in the center and bring in that fire element. And then um, from there I have a couple other things that I do as part of that opening declaration. So there's the, the lighting of the candle, the fire, and then I will um, ring, I have a couple Tibetan singing bowls and I'll ring those bowls. So then there's the sound, the vibrational energy of, again, I'm here. I'm, I'm uh, also receiving the medicine of the fire and of the sound. And then I bring in typically sweet grass as a smudge. And so um, with the fire from the candle, I'll smudge the space, I'll smudge myself, which smudging simply means um, uh, allowing the, the smoke from the burning of the herb to kind of clear and be in, in the mix. And, um, and then uh, I will um, take a little a bit of a, a medicine that I work with, that you're familiar with, the fern medicine. And, and, and I do those four steps before I drop into my meditation practice. So that's, those four things are kind of my, my anchor opening. And then I drop into my meditation. And for me, that, um, that sacred space of my meditation practice, so many things can happen in that space, you know, um, for anyone who meditates, you know, you can, you maybe relate that like a lot of days, nothing happens, you know, and you're just watching the mind and doing the things. And I have a particular, um, somatic, uh, meditation practice from Tibetan Buddhism that, that I practice. Um, and, and some days there's like these big aha moments last week. I was so blessed to receive a song while I was meditating, kind of like these raindrops started falling on me. And I was like, oh, I better grab my phone, even though I don't like to have my phone by me. <laughs> and so I start, I started to receive a song in that space, and I like recorded it real quick, and then went back into my into my meditation. So sometimes there's things like that that happen, again in that sacred space that's designated that time to connect with my heart and connect with my central channel and my body in that way. And then um, from there, you know, as I come to my close of that that practice I'll give a little you know namaste bow um, and I will um, uh, often close with a song um, as a prayer and uh, and allow that to kind of come through whatever is called for in the moment and sometimes my dog Mahina howls along as you know <laughs> which is really <laughs> sweet, so sweet. Um, and then, and then to close, I will simply blow the candle out. And so in that, you know, it's usually, I'm usually there about 40 minutes to an hour in that space each day. And for me, having that ritual as my anchor point is so incredibly crucial. Like the days when I don't drop in at least, you know, like 20 minutes of my meditation, <laughs> um, it, I notice it so intensely. And, um, and if I'm traveling or other things, like I still, I still do the practice, even though I maybe don't have all of those same opening components of like my altar and things with me, I'll still, um, 
bring bring the energy of that practice with me wherever I am and it helps me anchor so deeply to myself yeah thank you for sharing that and I think that point of creating a ritual whatever it may be like that like that your morning ritual that you are anchoring with that place in you that is your true nature right like your Mm -hmm. higher self like your the place of you that's calm that's peace that is love and the more that you can anchor into that right each day whatever that looks like in your practice you're then like that much more connected to it and tethered to it so that when you move about your day you're doing so from that creative space right that space that is your higher self and like you said especially when life gets busy it's that much more important to like connect to that so whether it may look different if you don't have all the bells and whistles you still have the practice you still have that foundational like root of sacred time sacred space you know within regardless of where you are yeah and I mean I I give like I share that almost a little hesitantly because it does sound like maybe for someone who's new to rituals it might sound like a lot of things and like a long time <laughs> right <laughs> so maybe you could share your beautiful um like morning tea practice because yes. that's maybe a little bit more accessible and practical and like your mom and you right. you know you're navigating more things than i'm navigating in the morning so and i, and I think that that that's exactly <laughs> it like you like ritual can look in so many different ways Mm -hmm. like you can have an altar you can have these like really beautiful sacred places in your home right that like call to you that remind you that are the visual reminder Mm -hmm. of connecting to your higher self Mm -hmm. and it also can look like like for me I have a very different like lifestyle I have Mm -hmm. two little ones so while I don't have a altar in my house I have little things placed around that are my visual reminder of you know they're like miniature altars <laughs> like I have little touch a, points <laughs> yes like I have a seashell and uh next to a piece of selenite next to a candle mm-hmm. and while I don't light the candle because oftentimes I've got little ones around me and uh the candle just doesn't seem appropriate <laughs> to be lighting if we've got little ones playing but that visual reminder is and it's so small it does not take up any space like is that like touch point to be like yes I'm anchored in and for me like my mornings are like a little different because I have my little ones are typically joining me in bed at like you know the crack of dawn so (laughs) my morning ritual isn't necessarily my meditation practice I typically do that in the evening after they've gone to bed and before I go to sleep is when I close my day and reground myself. I clear myself of, of all the days and pull all the scattered parts of me back back together. But my morning looks more like I, I make tea every morning. It's something that I, I always do. So I create just a, a ritual around it, right? So it's, it's taking the everyday thing that I do anyways, but making it with like intention, filling the tea kettle with water. As I do that, that to me is the opening, if you will, of like the ceremony. Silently to myself, give gratitude like to the water. And uh, as I fill it up and I like give thanks and then I heat it, you know, on the stove and I'm giving thanks to, to fire. And I have kind of this more, I'd say like less 
structured. It's still structured in the same way, but it's um, kind of less. Uh, I don't know. It's it's more fluid in that. Like I'm giving thanks, and as my my water's warming. I'm able to find just quiet. I'm literally just standing next to the stove and it from the outside would look like I was literally watching like a tea kettle boil. And that's kind <laughs> of what I'm doing. But internally, like the, the sacredness of just honoring the, the peace, honoring the quiet, honoring the elements that are like, able, you know, offering me this opportunity to check in. Um, and then as I, you know, steep the, the tea and I hold that and I speak blessings into the water like so whatever that day I'm, I'm looking intentions to to hold it maybe you know may I have patience and and grace give myself grace today and or different affirmations or just different intentions that I want to work with especially if I know it's going to be a you know a, a busier day that too can be kind of the arc of the ritual and then the closure for me in that sense would be I I finished my cup of tea I put it down or it's usually sometimes like if I get distracted by the little ones, then I'm like, I do a a quick uh, gratitude closure and, and that's that. So I think that it's it's important. It can, ritual can look in so many different ways. And I think that sometimes there's like this thought process of, am I doing it right? Am I doing this right? (laughs) Is this right? And it's like, well, well, how do you know? Yes, exactly. Right. How do you know if you're doing it right? right. (laughs) You don't know, but you know within, right? Like it's like, that is, I mean, I think that there's something there that I want to speak to of just, um, for anyone listening who has like European ancestry, um, and, and other, other ancestries as well but I think you know in terms of they're just an acknowledgement of um, how much was uh, lost culturally in the crusades and the witch hunts around like the practices of rituals and um, and again this could could be for you know many places in the world we could say this for but I'm speaking with myself having mostly European ancestry that like there was just so much that was lost around like how normal ritual used to be in life you know like the the festivals the celebrations that would mark you know the different um you know kind of points of the of the seasonal changes and we talk about cycles and rhythms you know (laughs) um and uh and and like the rites of passage too you know for young women for Mm -hmm. young men um that would be you know show up as rituals which some cultures have kept some of those things uh, alive and are vibrant and and for some of us it's more of a can be more of a practice of like refinding Mm -hmm. what is authentic you know in in what got lost along the way and being able to really deeply listen to like what it's not like it's going to go back to looking this exact same as what it used to be either Mm -hmm. like we're we're evolving it we're growing it consciousness is changing and so it's like what are what are the rituals that are like relevant and supportive like here and now for you and um, what a beautiful gift to get to explore and play you know like what that yeah what that deep inner truth is it really comes through when you just give yourself the opportunity to 
to play with ritual writing, right? Rather than getting stuck on the, like, how do I do it? Where do I start? Like, what do I, like, mm-hmm. just starting, just doing, right? Having a sacred space. Maybe it looks like, okay, in your meditation practice, create, like, a little bit more, just a little bit more, I don't want to say structure around it, but mm-hmm. you, intentionality, I should say, like, you when you sit down to, to meditate, maybe it's okay. Well, before I meditate, I'm going to use like smoke to 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 clear myself, right? I'm going to use air elements to, to to clear myself, or I'm going to use sound to demarcate this point in time, so that I know I am entering into this sacred space. So it gives you just a little bit more, yeah, intentionality to carve out that space. And I think. For, for myself at least, when I do that, like when I am very, even like when I come to work, another example would be like when I come to my office, I usually, um, I have my own little ritual that I do. I do a quick smoke, uh, cedar to kind of clear the space. I do a grounding kind of breath work and I do just a quick like meditation to to kind of sink in just in a line and in that space that I've created offer myself some intentions and I'm talking that all this is within like five minutes right mm-hmm. and I like anchor in like what my intentions are and then I close it usually gratitude like hand on my heart and hand on my low abdomen um, and gratitude and then I move on offering myself that little moment that five minute practice makes it like that much more like moving forward that much more in alignment that much more connected to my truth that's a great example of just yeah how simple it can be but you're you know really setting yourself up to be connected with yourself through those practices and in that way and that intentionality and I'd love to share too just a little bit on the note of of like gratitude and offering and ritual because that's another direction that um you know we can you you kind of talked about that of yeah like giving gratitude to the water and the fire and your tea Mm -hmm. morning tea time um (laughs) tea time (laughs) sounds very english Um, (laughs) morning morning tea practice um and you know i think that too has so much potency in actually like uh the rituals that i've created or co-created or been a part of where gratitude is sort of like the center focus and um where we're in in connection with whatever it may be an element or some aspect of nature and just kind of offering our hearts like wow we get to be here with you you know we get to be here with you fire we get to be here with you you know lake whatever whatever it may be um tree you know flowers and and to really be able to you know have have time that we dedicate to just giving thanks in that way you know regularly Mm -hmm. not just at thanksgiving (laughs) it's like such a funny cultural thing like Mm -hmm. today we're gonna give thanks it's like what like all the time like it's such an amazing world like and so a really simple uh kind of i think of it as a gratitude ritual that um was taught to me on the banks of the um ganges river in india and varanasi um is just simply uh, to 
like greet and thank the water and you've seen this one <laughs> where mm-hmm. should I do this um where like anytime I am uh, coming to a river a lake an ocean um to just go and uh dip a finger in the water and uh and then uh touch it to my third eye and I do that three times and it's uh you know, really, in in that moment, and again, a couple seconds, really, it takes. I usually, if I'm if I'm someplace where there are waves, I'll wait for three waves to lap and, yeah. and kind of catch <laughs> each one. And um, and in those few seconds, just saying like, "Thank you so much, water. Wow, you know, like I'm here, and I'm I'm wanting to make my presence known to you, and I'm saying hello, and I'm." in my heart and just thank you for being here mm-hmm. with us <laughs> and so that's a ritual where um it's so so short and so sweet and I don't even know that I could quite identify the open and the close of it mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just as another another you know way to to start to look at what this could be yeah and and that's exactly it is that i mean there's so many ways to to weave this into your day-to-day life and that feeling that that's cultivated when you do have this moment even giving thanks to the elements like you feel just in that creating that sacred space you feel this like deep connection you feel that like connection to whatever it is that you're acknowledging Mm -hmm. and it that much more helps you just realize like your relationship to those around you to the world around you to the you know not just the people but like the place where you live the place where you interact daily and the more that you you see that interaction the more that you acknowledge it the more that you give thanks for it you know for that space that natural space around you for for being there and you being a part of it you feel that interconnectedness, and I think that that you know <laughs> helps you uh, helps us all stand a, a chance at honoring Mother Earth and and standing a chance for actually living more sustainably, right? I think the more that you can carve time out like that, just the acknowledgement of, of of water or whatever the practice is, you're better able to see your your place in the cycle of life. And we're better able to see, even just feel the support and feel that we're, you know, you're not alone and you can then live in a more sustainable way. You're, you're then able to just see like your impact on, on the, on the world, the world's impact on you Mm -hmm. and live just more sustainably with more intention rather than like I mentioned earlier, rather than feeling like life is happening to you, like you are co-creating life. Mm. you know with the world around you ritual is relationship that it is a chance to yeah really acknowledge the the relationships that are they're always happening anyway around us mm-hmm. <laughs> with us yes right we're in them yes regardless <laughs> why, why not well you know whether it's our relationship yeah with our own body with mm-hmm. our own cycle right yes. um with our wounds Right. Mm-hmm. And certainly so many rituals that can be created around that. Yes, oh absolutely. my goodness. Yes. So many. And then 
and then yeah out you know with as as above so below as within so without so Mm -hmm. also then looking at the relationships that we have yeah with all the other beings that we're sharing this earth with that are Mm -hmm. part of nature too and and potentially things in unseen realms depending on your spiritual orientations Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. i'd love for you to share with us your relationship with lion Mm. and your work with just sovereignty absolutely i love uh, lion medicine as you know (laughs) it's um yeah lion has been in my life uh, since I can remember, um, in, in a, in a deep way. And, um, I relate now with the, uh, kind of one of the, one of the energies that Lion helps me connect with is this energy of sovereignty and the embodiment of sovereignty as, a um, really like the kind of the archetype of it being the the part of us that can see our vision and bless our vision for our lives and so the sovereign um, being often depicted by like the inner king and the inner queen uh, the kind of the masculine and feminine sides of that energy within each of us and um, when we can like tap into that part of ourselves, we can get really clear on what it is that we are uh, feeling called to create in our life. And we can, uh, you know, then kind of have the, like, like through that knowing of the vision, um, we can manifest it here you know, which is so fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, I mean, even this podcast, like I remember when this mm-hmm. was just like an idea in the, in the ethers and you kind of like brought it down to earth. Right. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. how fun that process is like, um, different from giving birth to a baby, but in some yeah. ways energetically mm-hmm. similar when there's, you know, sort of a theme floating around us and we, and we make it happen. And so, yeah, that's, that's the energy that, um, for me and, and, you know, lion is very connected with that sort of regal, you know, kingly, queenly kind of energy. We see a lot of depictions of lion in that way and, in, um, media and culture. And so, uh, yeah, there's a strong, there's a strong thread there, um, between those energies. And you have like a a free resource, right, to... I do, yes. So on my website, right on the top of the the homepage there, um, anyone can sign up and receive the uh, beautiful PDF illustrated by um, some friends of mine. And uh, it's just, it's a guide. It's a guide to create a ritual to connect with Lion and connect with your sovereign vision for Mm -hmm. your life. And uh, so it's a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I invite anyone who's curious about, you know, maybe it will be your first ritual ever. And you're just like, what is this about? And you want a little guidance? Or if you've been like doing rituals for decades and you want to deepen in with something that offers a little guidance, maybe in a direction maybe you haven't gone before, 
Um, it's fun, fun either way. It's beautiful. So I'll link to it in the show notes. You guys can Thanks definitely. And I want to say something here too, just because I'm thinking about it and I know I have like a pretty sure actually I haven't looked at it in a while I'm pretty sure there's like a bring list of like materials and we've both talked about things that it can be nice to have right like to create a ritual there's it's a candle or you know something that like as a prop right but I just want to really emphasize that like you literally don't need anything but the light of your own heart to create a ritual and you can imagine anything that you don't have with you. You know, like for instance, uh, at, at the water's edge, if I, I often like to give like flower to the water, but I don't often have like a flower on me. So I'll just imagine a flower, yeah. <laughs> you know, like just like imagine, like from my heart, here's a rose, you know, <laughs> and like offer it in that way. And the water receives it, I believe, in the same way as if it were an actual flower mm-hmm. um, because it is, it's, it's happening in, in my intention of it happening. Um, so just that, yeah, like simple is good, simple is sweet and yeah, there can be all these bells and whistles and we could have a whole conversation about spiritual materialism Mm -hmm. and and you know how that can show up, Mm -hmm. but like really at the end of the day, just your heart and your intention Mm -hmm. and your gratitude, it's all, it's all in your listening. We all need to hear is that you don't need extra things you can and that's beautiful begin to 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 make spaces in your home and and create altar spaces and you can also just you can be the sacred space right you your heart space can be that so Mm -hmm. thank you for for sharing that are you reminding us Mm -hmm. that we are enough well this has been such a pleasure, Aria. I am so thankful that you have made it on the podcast for, for the first time, and I know there'll be many more. So I so appreciate your time and you sharing your guidance and, and your perspective. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Yeah, and uh, just so grateful and honored that um, you invited me here. And that again, thank you for creating this and putting this into the world. So, so beautiful. Mm. <laughs>